Hey friends, imagine four packed sessions of dynamic speakers talking about balance of the mind, the body, and the spirit with nutrition, wellness, emotional health, and handling pain, all presented from a Christian perspective. Just imagine our first ever Live Today Summit, all happening on Thursday, October 14, 2021, in Granbury, Texas. Four amazing guest speakers, Cherie Selly and her husband, Dr. Gordon Selly, Wendy Pett, and feature speaker Shannon Fields, who's from the hit movie, Facing the Giants. There has never been a better time to take an inward look at your own health and well-being. Be sure to get your tickets today at drpaulamcdonald.com slash events, and they're only $45, and they are going fast. If someone asks you what the definition of healing is, how would you answer them? Well, I would be inclined to say when healing happens when a person is experiencing trauma, injury, or illness, and then they become healed. Well, the dictionary describes healing in the old English term, which actually means to be whole. Well, then healing is a process of becoming whole or sound. It's a process, and any process takes time. And depending on your illness or injury will determine how long healing can take. But it's also important to note that when you're working towards wholeness or to achieve the theosynthesis that we've been discussing, how you are in wholeness of your mind, your body, and your spirit will absolutely affect how you heal. And what I mean by this is when you take care of your entire self, your mind, your body, and your spirit, well, when one part is struggling, healing absolutely can be more difficult to achieve when you're out of balance. However, when more than one part of the whole is sick or damaged, it makes sense that we would encounter a slower healing process. So hang with me for a minute, because I know you're probably going, what is she talking about? (laughs) But in 1 Corinthians 12, 26, the Bible says, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And so in an earlier podcast, we talked about connection to God, and we saw the importance of a relationship to Almighty God and to our overall well-being. And so when we take this concept a step further, healing can and will occur as we stay connected with God. And does this mean that when someone's praying for healing, they're earnestly praying to God, that he's always going to answer them the way they want them to, or they want him to? And no, that's not what I'm saying. Because sometimes God heals us when he calls us home to heaven. And yeah, that's a difficult concept to accept when we've lost a loved one. But for believers, we know that when we do go to heaven and when it is our turn, that we will experience the ultimate healing. And we feel the sting of death for those of us left on earth because we are missing our loved ones physically being right here with us. But isn't that the beauty of being a believer that we know, that we know, that we know that we're going to see them again someday. I know that's important for me. 
So another great question then is, can God heal us physically? Well, let's look at what the Bible says. And yes, there's many, many instances of God healing. Jesus came down in the flesh in a physical form. And he himself demonstrated that he could perform miracles of healing. Yet, before he was even born, God shows his people miraculous signs and numerous instances of healing. In Kings, 2 Kings 20, King Hezekiah was very ill and he was at death's door. And Isaiah relayed to him that God said, Hey dude, you better get your affairs in order. You're not going to make it. And Hezekiah then just pours himself before the Lord, asking for healing. And guess what? Hezekiah comes back, having received another message from the Lord. And he said this in Jeremiah 30, 17. This is what the Lord God your father says. I have heard your prayers and have seen your tears, and I will heal you. And I will restore you to the health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. Then Jesus says in Luke 4.18, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recover the sight for the blind and to release the oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So the connection to God for healing is shown in three different ways from these verses that I just quoted. First, there is healing by calling on the Lord. And then there can be healing as a promise from Him. And three, there can be actual healing from a physical being. And as we've seen in the Bible, from the Lord Almighty, from Jesus. And types of healing can include physical, emotional, or spiritual. All of which are the components of our whole selves. And we've discussed these over and over as we go through theosynthesis. All are part of very big importance for overall health and wellness. And God can heal us physically from injury or illness or emotionally as we grapple with a difficult situation and, of course, as spiritually as we learn to lean on Him rather than our, upon ourselves. And God can use any circumstance in our lives for us to look to Him for comfort help, and peace. And during the times in my life when I was the most challenged in any of these areas, entirely depending on him was the only thing that kept me going. After my first thoracotomy, which is a brutal surgery that slices you open from front to back between the ribs, the only thing that I could do afterwards was to lie completely still. And I just had to focus breath to breath, moment to moment. And because I'm allergic to all pain meds, this was my only alternative, was just to be still. And what I found myself doing was just focusing on Jesus and that he was right there in this bed beside me. And you guys, that's what got me through. I had to depend on him. And I've said this, and I hear other people saying it, I don't know how people who don't know Christ, how they get through these kind of tough things without Him. I don't know how they do it. It's got to be very lonely and sad, very much a sense of hopelessness 
despair, and frustration rule their lives. Well, the second time in my life, I was told once again I had a massive tumor, and this time it was in my lung. Man, I was so bummed. (laughs) I already knew what a thoracotomy felt like, and now I was going to have to have another one on the other side of my chest. And yeah, I was fearful, and it could have been so easy to give up, you guys. And it didn't look good, and I was scared, and I knew what the pain was going to be like. But as scared as I was, I never, ever blamed God, and I didn't get mad at him. Instead, thankfully, my deep faith allowed me to say, Father, if this is my time, may I die with grace and peace. So you guys, on my own, I could have never done this. I don't have that kind of strength. It only comes from God above. And so there was no doubt that through this next recovery, that he was right there with me. And uh, such a peace that defies all understanding. And the older I become, the more thankful I am that I walk with him and that he is with me. What a comfort that I'm never alone. And this beautiful connection I have with the Almighty is genuine. And I pray that you too and that the people in my life know this exciting, wonderful, and beautiful connection. So allowing God to comfort and heal you really is a simple process. You don't need any fancy words or prayers. You don't need a beautiful cathedral or ceremony. You just need your raw self coming before God, pouring out to Him. And when you do this at that very moment, you are connected to the Almighty. The cord of three strands is not quickly broken, as stated in Ecclesiastes 4.12. And now these cords, this cord, bind you to Christ. And isn't this the best news ever? Once we say yes to Jesus, we are forever connected to him and the cord will never be broken. What a wonderful promise. And so this connection is important as we continue to talk about healing because It's a powerful connection and never doubt for a moment that you are tethered spiritually to God and it is secure and no man can ever break it. Rest deeply in this knowledge. And so as we go back to the topic of healing, chapter nine of John just gave me the coolest thing I've ever done when I was studying John a year ago with my Bible study ladies And it opens chapter 9 of John. And Jesus saw a man who was blind from birth. And the fact that Jesus saw this man speaks volumes of who Jesus was. He was and is compassionate, caring, pays attention to the details. And he knows those in need. And he obviously sees that this man's physical and spiritual condition need healing. And the disciples, they asked Jesus, Hey, is this man's parents, are they sinners? Is that why this man is blind? So they're implying generational sin. And in those days, it was very big. It was a very big common Jewish belief that the sins of the parents were passed on to the following generations. And Exodus 34, 7 states, Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to a third and fourth generation. This long-held belief has 
carried over. We still have people think that, oh, you had a child because of something you did. And, and yes, that can be true, especially if you've um, got a genetic mutation or if you've done something physically like taking drugs or drinking alcohol while you're pregnant. And so we know that the law of heredity today does have, in fact, many instances of genetic disorders that are passed along as a result of sin entering the world. And that the pure and unadulterated DNA of Adam has since been polluted by toxins, genetic mutations, and personal choices. And I'm gonna this is called the study of epigenetics, and I'm gonna do an entire show on this topic. It is fascinating. So hang with me back to Jesus and how he responds to the disciples, asking him if this blind man's parents had sinned. And Jesus responded in three ways. First, he denounces this notion that the man was born blind due to sin. The burden of being marked in this manner was immediately removed by Christ. He just put that to bed. Secondly, he points to this happening so that the work of God would be displayed in his life. Wow, Jesus is showing his ultimate love for man, for you and I, by choosing his life to have God glorified in this manner. And three, he used the moment to remind them that there was work that needed to be done. He knew that his time on earth was coming to a close. And there is light in the daylight and darkness in the night. And he again refers to the fact that while he was in this world, he was the light of this world. And next, we see that Jesus spits on the ground and makes mud with his saliva. And while this may seem really strange, stick with me as we go into this a bit deeper because what I uncovered and what God showed me is absolutely fascinating. And so what struck me was the fact that Jesus was making a salve, S-A-L-V-E. And as I looked at this word, I connected the word salvation. It's one of those moments that took my breath away. Salve, salvation. So being the research geek that I am, I went right to the etymology of the word a bit further. And here's what I discovered. Salvation in Hebrew is yeshua, Y-E-S-H-U-A-H. And salvation, yeshua, and Jesus, yeshua, one H, the H at the end is left off for Jesus. They're one letter apart. Well, so is the word slave and salve have one letter removed, the L. When the letter moves to the right, we now say, see a word that has to do with healing. Isn't that cool? Really? So do you see the connection here? Jesus replaces the bondage of sin with his healing touch, his salve, his salvation. Oh, I just love words in the Bible and how it all works together. But now let's look at the word sin in Hebrew, and it means shata. And shat is means outside or divided in half. And so we know that sin puts us outside of God, and it divides us from God. And ta, it means mud, and sin makes us dirty. So do you see Jesus spit his 
spit into this mud and all of it's painting this beautiful picture of salvation and man that we came from dirt and now here is Jesus who can heal us. Oh, I don't know about y'all, but that blows me away. And so sin, dividing us from God, makes us dirty like mud. But through the law, we are made aware of our sin and need of a Savior. And our Savior is revealed at the cross. So the word sin is ultimately what is broken on the cross, that we now have a direct connect to God. So salve then, it's a healing ointment that Jesus made. His own spittle was used to anoint this man's eyes, thus opening them. And remember, this is what the earth used to form man in Genesis 2-7 was dirt. Everything God does, he does it with purpose. And in these verses, there's so much deeper meaning. He then tells the man to go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So Jesus sent this man just as Christ had been sent from God. Wow. Then we read that the man went and washed and came home seeing. Obviously, we can see the spiritual significance of this miracle. The man was anointed personally by Jesus and received not only his sight, his physical sight, but he also received spiritual sight. You guys, healing is possible today, but we must first be healed from our own sins. And that's the ultimate healing. God determines healing, and it is from him that we receive the healer, Jesus Christ. I pray today that you know him, that you claim him and claim his healing power, and that you will allow him to reign in your life today and every day thereafter. So live fully today and live abundantly. Blessings to you. Hi, stay tuned for my mini podcast, Ask Dr. Paula. It'll be in the last five minutes of the show and a time for me to answer your questions. So to submit a question, simply go to drpaulamcdonald.com and click on contact me. I can't wait to hear from you. On our Ask Dr. Paula today, I had an interesting question come up regarding a past show about numbers and God. And Christians, boy, we have been warned, warned, warned about New Age and to stay away from them. And yes, as believers, we must be discerning with all things and to make sure that we are not allowing anything in our lives to take our eyes off of Christ. Just like in the boat, when Peter got out and Jesus was walking on the water, man, Peter was on that water until he took his eyes off Christ and then boom, down he went. So we have to, through all of this stuff that's going on in our world today, if we match it up to the Bible, match it up to our God, that's how you're going to know if you're okay. And so remember what I said that the creator God is the mastermind of all things. And sadly, many people have stolen what Almighty God has created. And man, they try to put their own godless twist on it. And one example is astrology. And so we know that God placed the stars in the sky. And he told us to look to the heavens for signs and wonders. Well, man has just taken all that to a whole different level having people trust in a horoscope every day 
for their guidance, you know, that, oh, be careful of this and watch out for that. Well, of course, that is not from God. And so you need to stay away from that. But we don't need to stop looking and studying at the stars. He told us. He made those things. Well, another example is um, the use of things on this earth to heal and cleanse. And one of them is sage. It is the most beautiful plant. It smells so great. And I absolutely love those gorgeous sage bundles that people make. Well, you guys, sage has a lot of medicinal value and it is known to kill fungus and bacteria. Well, many non-Christians, though, have taken this these beautiful bundles, this beautiful thing God put on this earth, and now they use it for all these weird ceremonies and magical things. And it's just ridiculous. But you guys, the use of burning sage can actually be very cleansing but not due to magical powers. God created this plant like he did all the other plants and all of the goodness that comes with how he created him. So I say grab that sage and enjoy it while giving thanks to the one who created it. So anything that's used for the glory of anyone or anything other than God must be evaluated to the word of God. Use your discernment, take your concerns to him and trust that he will never lead you astray. So let's take back what new age has stolen from God and let's enjoy those things that he put here for us. So please send me your answers or excuse me, I'll give you your answers. You send me questions, concerns. I would love to hear from you. Go to drpaulamcdonald.com, click on the connect button and let me hear from you. So until next time, are you fully living today? Thank you for joining me, friends. My prayer for you is that you would seek to live today and every day in balance and in abundant connection with God.